Hello guys, uh, welcome to uh, the next episode on our podcast. I uh, remind you that we've been doing this since uh, the 1st of September. Uh, so we're excited to have you listening uh, tonight. Uh, thank you so much for checking it out and listening in and your feedback is amazing. So continue to, you know, talk to us, talk to us and I will be excited to help out if you need any help. So tonight I have a guest. Mm-hmm. I have a guest. Um, uh, we just want to talk about uh, this issue of suicide and uh, just get to listen to her her experience, the kind of ideas she has. She's a young person, she's a lady, and I'm sure you'll have to. She's definitely beautiful, so. <laughs> hey, you can guess from the boys, but in the meantime, let's just give an opportunity to introduce herself and we'll get down to the conversation. So, what's up, girl? Hey, yo. <laughs> Hi, so um, my name is Daphne. Most of you know me as the great alpha female, mm-hmm. but yeah, I am Daphne. I'm a student. I am pursuing pre-operative theater technologies in Thika, and yeah, I'm still young and single, but I'm a mother of one, a very proud mom of one. Uh, there you go. She is a single, she is beautiful, <laughs> and she's a mother of one. So. Karibu sana, Daf. Thank you. Yeah, so um, talking about uh, suicide in general, mm-hmm. what has been your experience like before with this subject, personally or from a third party? Well, uh, I have experienced suicide from first, second, and a third party, and so many parties, but I have, I, I have grown to a point where I was once suicidal, but right now I think I, I healed. Okay. I have lost a lot of friends through suicide, I have lost family through suicide, so it is something that has generally affected me from all angles of life. Do you think you are? it's okay to share your personal experience, like how did you get to that point where you thought like you want to take your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes we make mistakes where we are young and stupid and restless, but there are those times that those mistakes really haunt us and you cannot really move on. So for me, uh, my suicide experience or my suicidal thoughts came in when I actually realized that I was being defiled by someone close to me but I didn't really know it was called defilement at the moment but after I grew up Mm. and I understood what was going on that is the time that I realized yo something is not right Mm -hmm. and I tried to explain it to the people around me but you know I was scared because I was still young Mm -hmm. so I fell into a lot of depression a lot of pain. I reverted my pain to drugs, my pain to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But now the worst came to worst when now I had those suicidal thoughts. I have tried taking my life I think twice. Okay. But size any profit. How did you deal with it? How did you how did you overcome? Because some people just get to the cliff and they have no return ticket. Well overcoming suicide is not easy. I can tell you that. Mostly overcoming an experience of a suicidal thought or an suicidal experience where you try to kill yourself and then you didn't die. Overcoming that is too hard. Mm-hmm. Because one, you feel like you failed. You have generally failed in everything. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, for me, I think I just 
took my pain in. I accepted that it has happened. What has happened has happened. Um, I am who I am right now because of what has happened, but I'm working on it, you know? So I realized that I have much more to live to live for mm -hmm. than much more to live with. Okay. I realized I was not the only one struggling, so okay. I knew okay. uh, even if I take my life, it's not going to change a thing. Okay. Accepting whatever has has given you that experience, mm -hmm. whatever pain, mm -hmm. whatever emotion imbalances them, yeah. I think that is the first thing, acceptance. When okay. you accept that it has happened okay. and there's nothing you can do about it mm -hmm. but accept, mm -hmm. that's the first step to heal. Okay. So oh. basically for me, I think I accepted mm. what had happened. Did you get any external help from maybe a professional or yeah, a, I did. a close friend? I did. Okay. I got uh, help from my cousin. Okay. I have a very confident cousin. Mm -hmm. I talked to her a lot and mm. she was there for me. Okay. But I also saw a psychiatrist okay. for that. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most of the time I went to the psychiatrist where people thought I was going because of uh, drug rehabilitation. But generally I was going there because I had this personal talk that I used to have with her Okay. and yeah they did help me I had my spiritual father help me through it okay so I had ex my mom yeah, yeah. my dad okay so they okay. stood up with you me you had a team to, yeah. to help you out um, statistics indicate that uh, between the age the highest cases the highest instances of suicide are between the age of 18 to 29 that is purely young people mm -hmm. and most, most likely they are students or they are if they are out of college they are beginning their life in career in marriage in family and stuff like that why do you think this age bracket is the most prone to suicide you know uh, we have different generations right we have different experiences of life we have different backgrounds they have different support systems yes there are those parents where they would notice their children are changing and then they would actually work on it but there this other bunch where children would change but they would literally ignore it and blame it on being rebellious and teenage ship you see there are a lot of things so um this age bracket these are people that are industrious there are people that are easily provoked there are people that cannot make direct or reasonable thoughts mm -hmm. when they are, they are under pressure. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think, you see, during, from 18, that is when you're breaking out of teenagehood, mm -hmm. and 29, that is when you're now becoming like a responsible adult, where yes. we expect you to be responsible in the society. Yeah. So these points, mm -hmm. they're very painful because transition is rapid, transition is painful, mm -hmm. everything has to change. You mm -hmm. lose your friends, mm -hmm. your family is dependent on you, probably you have a child, mm -hmm. you have a wife, mm -hmm. they're dependent on you, the economy is training. Mm -hmm. So you realize that if you don't have a strong support system, mm -hmm. either of friendship or family, mm -hmm. you know that those friends, for example, you will say, I want to kill myself. Mm. And your friends will actually take you as a joke because they're not a strong support they're system like, for you. They're like, man, do you need a rope? Yeah. I can buy you a rope. Yeah, <laughs> I know. They'll be like, hey, this is the most appropriate way. Don't yeah. even take this, take this. You see? Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of it all, this generation, we have grown up to take things as jokes. Mm. We take everyone as a joke. We mm. take everybody's experience as a joke. We mm. laugh at we laugh it out, mm. we forget it. But mm. deep down, we forget that someone is hurting okay. and someone is becoming something else because of our jokes. Okay. So for me, I think most of these people don't have a strong support system. Okay. So whenever they are breaking or in the breaking point, mm -hmm. 
they lose it. And then once they lose it, mm. it's a dandy. Yeah. You know, taking taking your life is not something that you wake up and just do. Mm. Taking your life is something that you have sat down and thought about. Mm. I trust you, me from experience. When you wanna kill yourself, you will not work on it for like a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You wake up in the morning yes. and you say, you know what, I'm it's done. Today. I'm done. Okay. You'll not talk to anyone until you do what you feel like you want to do. And that urge is so strong. Mm-hmm. It is 100% strong. You'll okay. do it. Mm-hmm. And it won't take, you know, some of the people who have survived, like we've gotten you okay. at the moment, we have yeah. saved you, we have done first aid. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it takes a fraction of a second for your heart to stop beating. Okay. So if that, if nobody is there for you mm-hmm. for that fraction of a second, mm-hmm. it's a done deal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, talking about uh, support system, mm-hmm. because uh, we believe that suicide is 100% preventable. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the things that you think would have changed your situation? Like, you know, if something had happened before you go to a point where you decided you want to take your life, um, what are those things that you think are lacking in helping people who are stressed out with situations to really decide that they want to they wanna take their life? I don't think there was anything lacking but communication. Okay. You know, uh, for me, I expected my parents to know anything, okay? okay? From the way they could see me, because I changed. Mm-hmm. I was a happy baby, I became a room baby. I okay. was always sitting in my bed. Mm-hmm. I was not talking to anyone. Okay. Most of the time, I would serve my food, go to mm-hmm. my bedroom, okay. and relax. But you see, I think the only thing that lacks there mm. is communication. Okay. One, you're either scared of saying it out. Yes. Because you think, one, mm. someone will take it as a joke. Mm. Two, mm. someone might take it too serious and mm. condemn me. Uh, victimize you. Yeah. Like, how, be, how dare you how even dare think you about... Yeah. yeah. Uh. Or, or someone might come and say, you know, you, your experience is nothing. I have been to this situation. Yeah, yeah. But I think that is one of the things that... People should just change it. Mm-hmm. The fact about telling someone that... That I've been there, I've been I there, know what you're feeling. You don't know what I'm feeling. Yeah. Because you had your experience, which mm-hmm. was different. Mm-hmm. I'm having my experience, which is different. No matter sure. how small my experience is, mm-hmm. it is hurting me mm-hmm. to a certain point. Yes. So we should not just like collect or central collect points to rape victims this mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Uh, adult assaults mm-hmm. this side. This mm-hmm. is the pain you should feel. No yeah. one knows the pain that another person feels. So okay. don't ever tell someone that you know what they're going through because you don't. Okay. So I think basically for me, I feel like if there was good communication at that time, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten to that point. Okay. Communication. Yes. Wow. And um, you, you know, I, I think one of the things that we have been discussing in our previous episodes mm-hmm. is access to uh, support systems, uh, people uh, and the issue of stigma and stuff like that. Let's just pause a moment and talk about the stigma associated with anything related to attempted suicide, suicide or generally mental illness. How do we deal with this issue of stigma? Because that in itself is a disease. Yeah, you know, uh, like the time I tried to commit suicide, I remember I was stigmatized. Mm-hmm. Because I was in high school, okay, so people knew what had happened and they knew what was going on. So they were talking about it. I felt like, wow, I'm being subjected to some type of discrimination among my peers. And the worst of it all is when my dad would make me comments about it when I would do some mistake and then he would make 
refer to that about it mm-hmm. and everything. So he would refer to it. He would just like tell me, "Hey, you're doing something to Jew. Wow. So literally, I became stigmatized because at the end of the day, I did not plan to do this. I did not want to do this. So, but because everyone has taken it to be wrong, mm-hmm. there is no point or, or a refuge point that yeah. I would go to. Okay. So stigmatization, people should, I think after a suicide attempt, mm-hmm. the best thing is always to embrace someone, mm-hmm. embrace a person, mm-hmm. love them for who they are, mm-hmm. in fact help them. Don't talk about the incident because mm-hmm. that is something they were not in for, but, but they wouldn't want it to recur. Yeah. So don't keep bringing it up in conversations. Mm-hmm. Don't keep talking about it. Don't mm-hmm. keep referring. You know, you're like, hey, I'm too flani. Mm-hmm. You know, don't talk about it. I know I did, yeah. but I had an experience that I had to. Okay. So the best thing about how to deal with this stigma, actually, for these people who have done this mm-hmm. and they're trying to deal with the stigma, is accept. Okay. Accept that you have done it, okay? Mm-hmm. Society won't take it lightly mm-hmm. because this is Africa. Mm-hmm. We have those cultural things, cultural mm-hmm. practice. We have a lot of things that is going to influence people against you, okay? No. So accept that you have done it, mm-hmm. but do not give people your mind mm-hmm. and your... Give people your mind mm. about it, okay? okay? Don't give people your heart. People, okay. If you give people your heart, mm. they will, trust me, they will break it for you. They okay. will always return you to that breaking point that you had that before you tried for suicide. Okay. Um, you know, one of, one of the things that we would love to address, mm-hmm. even as we continue in this, in this conversation, is the issue of uh, structures like you had an opportunity to speak to uh, a psychiatrist mm-hmm. not so many psychiatrists are available yeah. i mean uh, given the uh, situation like in kitale how many psychiatrists do we have and even if we had psychiatrists present in this town what will it cost someone to access services of a psychiatrist so we're looking at accessibility um, of the services and the cost of the service maybe from your experience you can just share us well it is expensive i won't lie to you mm-hmm. it is expensive and i think most of our victims mm-hmm. are not in a position to access the services mm-hmm. but I won't blame it on being on issues of expenses and anything mm-hmm. because right now there are platforms on our social media, mm-hmm. diverse platforms that have given people an, a space or a table mm-hmm. where they can be helped for okay. free. Okay. So I think a lot of young people despise these sites. Mm-hmm. If that I like for me, mm-hmm. I have that page on Facebook that is called the Great Alpha Female. I can tell you a lot of people that have been there for me to help them talk mm-hmm. about life and everything. Because generally I will help you on anything. I okay. wouldn't mind. Okay. But you see a lot of people when they come to such a page they think they don't take they, it seriously. Yeah, they, they ain't gonna help me. Okay. But at the end of the day we'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Most of these sites will help you. Okay. Talking to someone, they don't need to help you to overcome your 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 problems or anything mm. but the moment you talk to someone they they help you to open up mm-hmm. they give you uh, a room mm-hmm. an advantageous platform mm-hmm. to get possible solutions yes to your pain okay. they give you a point where you feel like this person is mm-hmm. listening mm-hmm. this person understands okay. because they want you to become 
diversing your options of pain. Yes. That suicide is the least of them. Okay. So yeah. Like I, you have other options before yes. you get there. Yes. They okay. will tell you to talk to someone. They will tell you to do something. Okay. They will pray with you. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's not even it's not about the physical. It's about the spiritual. Yes. Once they open up your spiritual point, once they make you a reference point, once they make you feel like you appreciate yourself. Mm-hmm. Trusting with the suicide thought will go away. Okay, yeah. so the co- starting the conversation is uh, is the most problem. important. Yes, the most important that's thing. The prob- that's the where we are. Starting okay. this conversation is the problem. Yeah, yeah. But uh-huh. you realize that uh-huh. once you start this conversation, uh-huh. it becomes an overflow. It just flows out. All right. It's like when you're crying and then someone <laughs> like talks to you. Yeah. You know, before you see what's hurting you. Yeah. You really cry a lot. Yes. But once you start telling them something has happened to me, yeah, yeah. you realize that you just talk. Mm. And once you talk, yes. the grief yes. ends. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for keeping us company. We are discussing about suicide, uh, most likely suicide prevention. Remember, we've been doing this campaign since the 1st of September, and today is the 9th. Is it the 10th or the 9th? It is the, the ten. The ten. No, the, yeah. The, which point is the ten? <laughs> nice. So it's the ten. <laughs> it's the, the tenth of September. Yeah. So we're concluding this con- uh, co- campaign on the fireplace uh, today. But right now we are speaking with Daphne, yes. the great alpha female, yes. and she's sharing her experiences and her thoughts on the subject. So I want you, Daphne, to talk about our African aspects in relation to suicide. You know, I was having another conversation and um, we we were talking about male, uh, I mean, uh, suicide uh, suicide in men. And there was the aspect of men need to learn to cry. You know, because we don't cry, we don't cry, our tears mixing with, with, with our mucus. It is a taboo, Africa. but does it help us? I mean, men also that face very difficult taboo. circumstances. You know, a lot of people have grown up with the cultural belief yeah. that a man is supposed to be the strongest of them all. Yes, yes. But men are the weakest of them all. What? Think, yeah, men are the weakest people. <laughs> what are you talking about? Let me explain it to you. Yes. An aspect. Okay. A man, a man will never want to face his fears. Okay. He will never want to face his fears. You see, but a woman, mm. a woman will rush forth for it. Okay. You know, there is an adrenaline that will, you will rush forth for it. Okay. But for a man, you know, if I cry, as a woman, if I cry... You're dealing with that I'm situation. I'm dealing with it. Okay. But for a man, mm. you'll want to go and drink, mm-hmm. you'll want to go out, mm. you will want to ignore the fact that it is there. Okay. So most men who are losing their life is because they have ignored this this issue for mm-hmm. a long time mm-hmm. it has gotten to a point it has become sour mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it gives you one extreme breaking point okay and you don't feel like there is any pain when you just jump out of a seven story building okay because you what you're feeling is, is a lot more yeah. than jumping yeah so for me i really I, I always tell people or i always tell my male friends mostly if i notice Honestly, I go through my social media and I notice my friends' posts, I will read their posts, I will internalize. Mm-hmm. I will know this guy is hurting. Okay. 
but because he's laughing, mm. you know, people will just take it like he's having fun. Okay. I will talk to you, I'll ask you if you're okay. I will check up on you until you break to a point you will tell. Okay. So I have friends who know me. Okay. I am very persuasive mm. if I want to know what's going on. Okay, looks yes. like you are. Yes, I am. <laughs> you let him tell me why you're posting such shit on your status. Okay. I will come and ask you, why is yeah. anything going on? Yeah. I will follow you for like a week and I will if I identify something I'll tell you hey, mm. you can talk to me. Okay. And it has helped. I think my last case um, was like two months ago. Okay. Where someone just texted me and he told me, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill myself. What? Yes. What and what happened after that? I, I panicked. Like now there there it is now. I panicked because I have I was helping him deal, deal with some issues yes but i think he had gotten to a point where now it was a done too much okay and i panicked because i was not scared of him dying but okay. i was scared of not probably not helping yes probably not being a possible solution to him okay and i remember nilikuwa nakula i was eating with my father on the table and mm-hmm. i just rose up and i told them hey something is not right Okay. I, I I excused myself. Mm-hmm. I sat in my bedroom. I made video, I made calls. Mm-hmm. I called doctors. I called my friends. I told them, hey, please talk to this guy for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they did. And I can tell you, mm-hmm. the guy is happy right now. Wow. He's dealing with his situation. Okay. I cannot tell you which, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's progress. Say, yeah, there is good progress. Okay. So awesome. you see, like that is wow. That was a shock for me. Mm-hmm. It is hard. Yeah. It is literally hard to help someone who wants to kill themselves, not to kill themselves. It's difficult. It is. It's difficult. Now, um, we need to wrap up this conversation, but before we do that, um, you know, your final thoughts, like, you know, generally, whatever you want to emphasize based on this conversation, you know, given that the whole month we are discussing about suicide prevention and things like that. Just, just give it a, a shot. I will tell you one thing. Okay? Yes. That I feel like people will not take it like so good, but mm-hmm. feeling like you wanna kill yourself is okay. Okay. It is okay. You know why? Mm. Because this is a point now that shows you. Really okay. It is okay to kill yourself. To feel like you wanna kill yourself. It's not okay to die, mm-hmm. but it's okay to feel like. To you feel want like you wanna. Take your life, yes. Because now your breaking point is there. Mm-hmm. It has given you a chance to know, like, hey, mm-hmm. heads up, mm-hmm. this is a red flag. Mm-hmm. You yeah. need help. Okay. So, stop. Don't don't stop telling people. If you wanna do it, talk mm-hmm. to someone that mm-hmm. you really love mm-hmm. and someone that really understands. You. Mm-hmm. Tell them how you feel mm-hmm. about whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. Once you talk to someone. Mm-hmm. you'll realize that you keep talking mm-hmm. to Ethan who or whatever you're going through, you see? Okay. So stop neglecting that feeling. Yes. Because once you neglect it, mm-hmm. believe me, you'll get one last obstacle mm-hmm. and you won't even talk about it. Okay. It will be a done deal. Okay. So it is okay. You feel like you want to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. You can reach out to anyone that you believe will mm-hmm. help you. Okay. Don't reach out to someone. Mm-hmm. For the, because they are seen my friends made as a joke. Mm-hmm. They text in a group and they say, hey, I want to die. Mm-hmm. And people laugh mm-hmm. about it and yes. they say, Hey, you can kill yourself. Hey, use this, use this. Give me this is a rope. Mm. Then tomorrow morning you wake up and you find someone dead, and then you start blaming yourself. Oh, I wish mm. I could have lived. Yeah, it's already done. 
it, there is no reverse on this. Yeah. And always know before you take your life, this is not a reverse call. Mm. This is a one-way thing. Yeah. And it's painful. I cannot lie to you. Either method, whether you wanna poison and sleep, mm. it's painful. Okay. So if your friend or your family or anyone you see anyone, even mm. a stranger, mm -hmm. that is just going or just looks like they are on their red flag, mm -hmm. it's good to stop. Okay. Breathe and just help out. Okay. They don't need to pay you. Uh -huh. No one needs to pay you. No one uh -huh. needs to know you're helping someone. Yes. No. Okay. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Let them heal. All right. Don't say him. Mm -hmm. You feel the, the, you feel like the joy, the joy in, about in. it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Daphne. The great alpha female. Yes. People should check you out on your Facebook, right? Yes, please. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the great alpha female. Please check her out on Facebook and her other social media platforms and uh, continue the conversation. Thank you so much for keeping us company. Before I check out, uh, if you're in Kitale and you need help, you need to talk to someone, please call or text this number 07 I repeat again, if you are in a bad situation, you want to talk to someone, please text or call this number 07-1800-9484. And if you are in Nairobi and you are in the same situation, you want to reach out to someone, we are working together with Befrienders Kenya, it's an organization that reaches out and uh, deals with issues of uh, depression, uh, suicide uh, cases and the whole mental health thing, please reach out to 0722178177. Great. So, you were saying something? Yeah, I was saying. Yeah. If you're in Kenya okay. and you feel like enough is enough, okay. I can get to you. Okay. Okay. So, reach out. On to Facebook, the great alpha female. The great alpha female. <laughs> on YouTube, yes. on my Facebook, uh, yes. or my daughter team. Okay. And call me. Okay. I would have given my number, mm. but just reach out and then I'll give you my number. Okay. Reach out to her and then we will be done. Thank you so much for finding time to join this conversation. And it's a great work that you're doing out there. All the very best. Thank you. Guys, that was it for tonight. See you again soon on another subject. Bye.